Welcome to Anti-Aging Unraveled with Dr. Lori Gerber. The body is one of the most complicated systems in the universe. Dr. Gerber and her guests explore integrative medicine and cosmetic dermatology, combining traditional medicine, alternative health practices, new innovations, and technology, which work together to help you look and feel natural and age gracefully. Now, here is your host, Dr. Lori Gerber. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Lori Gerber with Anti-Aging Unraveled. And I'm so excited tonight, I have to say, um, because it's been a little long time coming. But I have a guest tonight that is going to make my life easier. I know that. (laughs) Your lives easier. Um, And she is Roberta Papito. She's an award-winning chef, uh, food and beer and wine connoisseur. TV personality and contributor and blogger, and she has a passion for cooking. So we're going to learn a whole lot about her brand called Homemade Delish, and uh, which seems pretty appropriate now that I've talked to her a little bit. And I just I like her nickname is the Philadelphia's Rachel Ray. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I'm so happy to welcome her because she has creativity and imagination and loves to do projects too and crafts, photography, right, and travel. So. Um, without further ado, guys, this is Roberta, and she's from our area, so welcome, Roberta. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you. Of course. I would. I, honestly, this is uh, my series on what I'm calling inspiration. I feel like right now, with COVID, we all need a little inspiration and motivation, and this is one of those times where I'm not going to talk about science, which doesn't happen very often. Well, you'd be surprised. Cooking has science in it. So, okay. All right. There you go. We're going to bring out some collagen boosting foods and exactly. um, some chemistry. I'm all in. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot about just kind of where you, how you got where you are and what we can do to be more like you. Cause I know there's things that I want to do to be more like you. And, and, you know, honestly, I think really just what you did to get here, you know, this is one of those things where, um, I like the story, the inspiration. Um, I have a couple of women coming on like yourself that have been motivated by different things in their life, um, men as well. And I just think we should have fun with this. So um, yeah, we'll talk yeah, a for about sure. where you came from. So I guess I'm going to go through, I did write some question up, questions up for you, but I think what I'm going to start with is really, how, how did you know that you love to cook? Like where, where did this <laughs> come from, right? Because I hate it. If those of you who don't know me, I'm not a chef. I do not like cooking. Well, I think it all stems from my family being Italian and Brazilian. So you have that Latin and that Italian kind of family growing up. It's one of those things that you just learn. You know, you're in the kitchen constantly. Um, My dad being a chef and a baker. So I was constantly, you know, in the kitchen with him or at the bakery with him. Um, On the other hand, I'm not a baker. I cannot bake for the life of me because that is a science. You have to weigh things. Things have to be, you know, perfect. But cooking is more of like tastes and stuff, you know, having an Italian grandmother, you ask her for a recipe. She's like, you just got to put the love in it, you know, kind of (laughs) thing, because that's just the way she cooked. So, and that's what we're cooking. And I think a lot of people don't give it a chance is just cook as it, like make it fun, you know, and get your kids involved and stuff. So that's where it stemmed for me was just from family, you know, where was your dad's bakery? So my dad's bakery, he worked for a Jewish bakery. Um, it's kind of like a factory. So it wasn't like just a walk-in. Okay. So if you ever saw um, Jeff Solomon back in the day, there was like the bakery. He used to work there. And then there was Al's Bakery in Northeast Philly. Oh. So, okay. you know, we're, we're around a little bit, you know. <laughs> and so Italian and Latino, you said? Yep. yep. So what, what type of Latino? Where, where Bra- is- Brazilian. Brazilian. Brazil. Okay. Yep. Okay. So do you have a favorite 
part of that? Is it Brazilian cooking, Italian cooking? Do you have a... I think I I actually tend to go towards Italian cooking a lot. Um, I do love Brazilian food, but I feel like my dad is like the main person for that. Or my aunt, like on his side of the family, my mom's side of the family, not so much great cooks. They're more like personalities. Like my grandmother was a radio personality and stuff. So I guess I got two of the the best, you know, uh, with speaking and doing TV and then cooking. So do you remember the first thing you cooked with your dad? Um, I don't, but I do remember with my grandmom was gnocchi. I was always in the kitchen. Yeah. She would always teach us how to make the little gnocchi with the little curves in there and stuff. So I was a kid and I loved it because it was like dough. You're playing with dough, you know? So did you, did you cook with your dad a lot or was it mostly grandmom? It was grandmom, but dad did teach a lot. Like as I got older, I would get in the kitchen with him more and more. So we would make like uh, lasagna and stuff like that. We would make a Brazilian stroganoff that he makes, but I was in the bakery with him at little. So when I would go in a bakery, we would make bagels. I remember that. <laughs> so I do remember that. Good Jewish bagel. Never go wrong. I know, right? right? <laughs> so how do you, so I can't get my son in the kitchen. I mean, this is like something that I've struggled with for a long time and I guess kind of maybe it feeds off a little bit in the fact that I really don't like cooking. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I try to right? encourage him to cook with you. What do you do with your kids to try to bring them into the kitchen? Well, like I said, I, you know, I was always in the kitchen at a very early age and that's what I did with them. They would be in the little rocker and I would make them like smell different things. So they grew up obviously with me. Um, my daughter more now than my son, she loves being in the kitchen with me. She even loves doing lives with me. Really? Um, yeah. So I think it's more about, well, what do you guys want to do? What do you want to cook? So I think a fun thing too, that we started doing with our kids. I don't know if you know the show chopped from food network. Mm -hmm. So we'll put different ingredients in a bag and we'll let both of our kids in the kitchen and go, all right, you guys have to work together to come up with, with something. You're going to have to make an appetizer, dinner, and dessert. So every round, they have to learn how to work together as a skill, but then they also learn how to, you know, cook stuff that they want, that they want us to try. Is and it- I think oh, and I th- it is. It's not bad. You're going <laughs> to ask if it's good. It is. I mean, there's a couple of photos there that my husband saw of me that I was, like, making faces about what they were, like, creating, but... It turns out good, you know, and you're giving them criticism too, which I think kids should learn, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. Um, And then just letting their, their minds go. And I think that's, what's important is that parents will automatically say, oh, you don't like that. You won't eat that. Don't, don't try that. You know? And I think kids will remember that as they get older, they're going to be like, oh, I don't like that. You know, because my parent told me so. So with your kid, if he likes just, you know, have him try to make either. How old is he? Oh, he's he'll be 12. Oh, well, that's the perfect age. My gosh, he should be <laughs> learning this stuff. He should be cooking for you. <laughs> he actually has asked to watch. Um, what is the new Bobby Flay cooking show? There's like a newer, I guess one just came out. Or maybe he saw okay. it on YouTube. I don't know. <laughs> so we've started watching that together. But for me, it's a, it's a little overwhelming to get the ingredients and to have the ingredients in the house at all times. And I ha- I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. So it's mm-hmm. tough because the flavors that he likes and the flavors that I can eat are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a little bit complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your kids' favorite foods? Like if they're going to pick something to eat that you make, not like pizza or French fries? So my daughter loves Asian food. 
she'll, she loves like pot stickers. Like we actually just made some the other day live. I made them. Um, she loves those. Uh, my son loves like tacos and stuff like that, which an easy thing that you can do for a lot of moms or parents, you know, out there, get a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store. Those are lifesavers. They will help you with anything that you need to make. You can make chicken tacos during a week, you know, just shred it up. There's not much to it, you know. Crockpot extraordinaire, yes. There you go, right? But I've also burnt down two Instapots leaving them on the floor. So, you know, oh my goodness. You know, this is, this is truth be told, guys. So you're learning about my kitchen. I've literally thrown out two Instapots that have almost burnt down my house because someone undoubtedly turns on the the um, the stovetop or the range because I don't like it to dr- if it gets on my counter or whatever. Right. So I, I'll leave it on the stovetop, but someone always hits my, you know. <laughs> burners or something and oh whether it's goodness. me or the kids or my husband sitting up on the counter that's that's oh yeah. my gosh so I, I'm, I'm sticking to a crock pot right now and then you know i'll i might eventually go back to the instapot because i did love my instapot mm-hmm. um, but crock pots are great i mean especially yeah. now with fall coming up it's so great you just put it on and leave it you know exactly. yeah so if you so this is a good question. So spices and it's I think this is kind of funny because everyone's palate's a little different. You know, there's all those people that don't like cilantro, which I can't mm-hmm. really understand. But mm-hmm. what's your favorite spice combination? Like if you have to pick something, like and your it's going to be like your go to. Like what are you pulling mm-hmm. out of the cabinet? Because I always garlic, I mean, it's powder, not, salt, and pepper. Yeah, it's really never. I mean. It's not considered spice, but I always use garlic in everything that I make. Garlic is in like, I mean, it's rare that you won't find me using garlic in my kitchen. And I know there's people out there that don't like garlic, um, but I also do. And I I know this is really weird, but I love anchovy paste. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like anchovies. The problem, yeah, they're, they're salty, but they're actually smoky. Okay. So if you're making like a pasta dish, a really quick pasta dish, which is olive oil, garlic, a little bit of anchovy paste, and some crushed red pepper all together in, in the skillet there. And you take your cooked pasta and you just toss that together. Oh, it's unbelievable. Huh. You won't even know that because a lot of people come over and I'm like, you know what's in that? And they're like, what? I go anchovy paste. And they're like, what? Where? Like, it doesn't even taste fishy. Right. So I'm angry with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I always use garlic, um, but you know, parsley, basil, and I have my garden, okay. uh, which I love to have fresh herbs on hand, you know? So yeah. Oh, that's, well, I'm going to try the anchovy paste thing. Cause I will mm-hmm. tell you, my son actually really likes flavor, mm-hmm. in general, but he, um, like he, he doesn't like bland. He just doesn't like a lot of things. So mm-hmm. if it's only like pasta with something on it with that's not red sauce, um, I think he, if it was a little salty, a little bit smoky, he might like it. That might be yeah. Try. Yeah. All right. I'll yeah. It's really, up. I mean, it's really easy. Like, you know, and I, I feel like always garlic and onions are best friends and whatever you put them in, it's always <laughs> going to taste great. So <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah. So, so here's my question. So, and for these, for those of you who don't know, what, did you always know that you wanted to do this for a career? Is this the path that you had always chosen? No, actually. Um, so I went to school for photography for a little bit, okay. but I remember I had a teacher of mine come up to me and say, well, what do you plan on doing with this? Do you plan on traveling? Are you planning on being like a wedding photographer? Do you plan on having a family? And I said, I want to have a family one day. And he's like, well, you know, just to let you know, and obviously this was almost, you know, 20 some years ago, but he said, I don't see you making that much money if you're not traveling. 
you know, unless you plan on traveling with your family. So I was like, oh, okay. So then I did a little bit of nursing. Did it? I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. This isn't for me. And at that time, I actually ended up working at as a title insurance clerk for houses. So that's where it started there. And then I had my kids. So I never went back to work and I was at home and I always cooked. And then my husband was the one, hey, you should start a food blog. Oh, food, yeah. Food blogs are big right now. And this was in 2011. And I said, you think so? And I started just cooking. And from there, it just started people requesting more recipes and it just started to build, 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 you know, um, like you said yeah. years ago. Yeah. 2011 is when I started. Yeah. Wow. So, and that was, is that when homemade delish was born? That was when it was born. That was my website. And okay. from there, it literally just went up, you know, and I think it's because the consistency, I was always posting my recipes and people were loving it. You know, Instagram wasn't huge yet. Right. Twitter, Twitter was somewhat, but you know, it was Facebook still, but it wasn't anything like the way we use now. Social media is massive now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not so putting on a post on twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> daily. Yeah, it's yeah, true. We talking about how we can't keep up with this guy. So this, this radio show has forced me to do things that I otherwise would not do. So, um, you know, this is, it's a good thing. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you gain attention? So what you, people started seeing your recipes, right? And then, you know, what? So what it actually start? started, it started as an accident, actually. Um, one of the people that were following me sent me an email saying, oh, you know, ABC, the Chew, they're having an Italian cook-off thing. You should really look in it, like send your recipes. Like this was just people following me. And I said, oh, okay. So I submitted my recipe to these producers and then after that, the producer's like, oh, you're amazing. Like, you should really be doing more TV. And I was like, I look back now at the videos, though. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't even, I was so nervous, you know. And then from there, it just started happening. And it's all about connection. So then I started to uh, go to festivals here in Philly, and I met a lot of PR people. And I had one of the PR people reach out to me and say, hey, one of the chefs from a restaurant can't go and do this candy apple segment. Do you want to fill in on Fox 29? And then from there, it was it. That was my first gig there. And then it just started going, you know, and just producers reaching out and you just go, you go with the flow. And I remember being nervous at a lot of shows like Dr. Oz, Rachel Ray, (laughs) you know, well, the first time I met Rachel Ray, I thought I was going to like puke on myself because I was so like nervous, you know, what did you go? What did did you do? Do you remember? Like, what was it? Yeah, I. I actually did that, that pasta dish, the, with oh. the alio yolio. Yeah. And then I did another football thing for her, for her show too. So yeah. 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 So you, I mean, I always say that being in public, once you get used to it, it's, if you know what you're talking about, it's very easy. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, as long as you don't mind the public speaking part of it, it's when you don't know what you're talking about and you might flunder or flub something up that you get nervous and cooking for you is natural. So mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's pretty easy to just talk your way through it. Whereas if I had to cook on TV, forget <laughs> it. Hey, I could give you needles in your face. Right. You tell right. me. And, you know, and, and I think that's the thing. Once we have our special, like, you know, your specialty, that's what you're good at, you know, right. but it is hard for some people. Cause I remember certain people reaching out saying, Oh my gosh, it's my first time on TV. Like I'm so nervous. I'm like, it's going to fly by so quick. You're going to be like, wait, what? You know, exactly. and you, you know how it goes. I do. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not there yet. Maybe one day, Dr. Phil. All right. This is where we're <laughs> going with this. 
<laughs> one day I always tell myself it's going to be Insta famous and it's going to happen. So <laughs> my Instagram is just going to shoot through the roof and then, you know, I won't have to worry about oh, money my goodness. Oh, uh, my goodness. I have a friend actually who does, um, well, I should say friend loosely. He's the son of one of my friends who does mm-hmm. um, an Instagram and he's um, Willy Wonka. So mm-hmm. if anybody out there has seen Willy Wonka, now I'm sure I'll blow up his Insta right now. But um, I happened to know this kid and it started out as a bet on a boat because um, it was they were bored and they just bet each other. It was two siblings bet each other that they couldn't get more followers than the other one. And now he's making millions and millions of dollars out in California, hanging out with Bieber, you know. <laughs> Oh, and it happens. Yeah. It happens. It goes really, really. I mean, one of the events that I was part of New York City Food and Wine Festival, you know, there was the after party, which was with just chefs and celebrities. And we were literally hanging out with Neil Patrick Harris the whole night. My husband and him became like buddy buddies. And I didn't want to be like fangirl because in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I want to take a picture with Doogie Hauser, But I'm like, no. So I'm like, oh, why don't I get a picture of you too? Like just casual. So I took a picture of my husband with him, but I'm like, I wanted that photo. And you know, he was like, oh, she just wants my photo. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be at the red carpet for uh, Golden Globes in a couple of weeks. And I know. I'm going to be like cheesy. Starstruck. Yeah, yeah. And I'm supposed to inject people there. So we'll see how that goes. It's going to be like, uh. <laughs> Make sure you're paying attention to the people in front of you. <laughs> well, I'll be in a tent. So it'll just be one. At least I have one at a time. Oh, that's so, anyway, so, so I, I was catering this to um, women too that maybe are home, stay-at-home moms. Um, a lot of them are really creative like you, right? They love to do crafts and and that kind of thing. So you know, you said to start the blog. Would you say that now starting a blog would be the, like, what advice would you give them if they were trying to start now? Well, now, I mean, the way to go, like we just said, it's all social media, social Instagram. Media. Oh yeah. Instagram is huge. I still post on my blog. I should be posting a lot more, but I don't. Um, I post more on my social media. I yeah. put recipes on there. I do like the IGTV, you know, all those things that Instagram can give you. Um, but I think it's just staying consistent and relevant, talking to like the people that ask you questions. Um, but it is, it is hard, you know, because there's so many of us out there now, you know, mm-hmm. so you're competing with one another, but as long as you have your fan base and your fan base keeps growing, you just say, have to stay that way. Right. And I always tell people, don't take the easy way out and buy followers yeah. because it'll hit you back in the butt. And, uh, companies are starting to get smarter too. They're starting to look at your engagement. So if you only have a certain amount of likes, but you have like 50,000 followers, exactly. you know, so they're, they're getting, they're getting there. So, but like I said, just stay consistent, you know, is there, um, any tricks to the trade to getting attention? Like, is there something to do with like a video or a tag or, Anything are you so just- yeah, I mean like the hashtags, yes, everybody uses the hashtags. Um, but they do tell like this is the thing. We have the internet in the palm of our hand. We can find anything and research, and trust me, I sometimes research stuff through the middle of the night and I'm like, I need to get to sleep. Like, why am I still doing this? But you know, you can find everything there. How many posts you should be doing. Um, you should be using every single thing that like not just Instagram, but every social outlet gives you to use. Um, so they tell you, like you said, twice a day or, you know, depending on what time. And it's, it's really, it is a whole time. It's a full-time job. 
It, it, it evolved. <laughs> yes. And the, the thankful thing is, is that we you're able to do it as a full-time job. Really? Yeah, I, exactly. I think that's what's so impressive. It's that, you know, you just gain this attention nationwide uh, mm-hmm. for something that you love to do, which I think mm-hmm. so many people would love to have that experience, right? They think, mm-hmm. oh, why do I have to go get a job, quote unquote, where mm-hmm. you're really making your dream. Right. But the thing is, a lot of people don't see to the the struggle that comes with yeah. that. You know, like when we do local TV, you're not getting paid to do a lot of these shows. You know, um, you may work with certain companies and stuff, and that's where you get your sponsorships and stuff. But, you know, if I'm doing local TV, I have to bring everything, everything that's on the table, right. every kind of decoration. I have to lug that all back and forth. Um, you know, when I go out to California, I'm only there sometimes for a day or two. And then I'm back. Right. And you're bringing so. everything. Well, no, not in California. When you okay. do national, when you do national. national television, you just show up. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but right, with so local, you know. <laughs> the goal is to become national then. There you go. Ex- exactly. Yeah, I love you, local. Exactly. We do. We local. <laughs> Thank Don't you. Don't get me wrong. Fox 29. But, um, you know, I, it's hard. It's a lot of work. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So how long do you think it took you to start being able to, like make a living from this from like 2011 till now, you know, do you, did it take you five years? Did it take you? I mean, it varies, you know, it varies. I mean, there's a year there where you may not be making much, you know? Yeah. Or there's a year there where it may go by a couple months and you're not getting any opportunities or anything or anything to partner up with, but then you can get contracts that you're signed for the whole year with a company and then you're, you're good. You're set. You know, when I got with QVC, when I was doing Junior's Cheesecake, that was a dream job. I was getting paid so well. Um, But then COVID hit and then that shut it off because why is the owner of uh, Junior's going to pay me when he can do it from home? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that actually brings me to my next question. So how Mm -hmm. have things changed? So I know in my life, and we could talk about family too, um, Mm -hmm. but how has things changed for you with COVID? And we were talking a little bit about it before we aired, but... What's different? What has changed? Has anything gotten better? Worse? Well, it's definitely a struggle. It was definitely a struggle. My kids stayed home. They did the whole virtual thing from home. And um, it's it's been hard because now not only are you a parent, but now you're a teacher making sure that they are doing their assignments, you know, and then you're running a household and then you're trying to do your stuff, you know, and then the kids are like, but I need help with this. And you're like, oh my God. And you're like trying to juggle everything. And it's, it was really, really stressful. And I think that's where, you know, as husband and wife, you have to balance each other out. Cause my husband was going to work, but he knew that I was stressed. Right. Um, but he was like, let me know whenever you need help, I'll come home. I'll take them to work with me, whatever the case may be. Um, but things are, I mean, they're, they're coming around slowly, you know, but it's just, I think it's just getting adjusted to everything, you know? And you're doing segments from home primarily? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's very, it's very hard because you're hearing a producer in one year, the anchor in one year, or, and then you're like looking at the screen. There's nobody on the screen. So it's tough doing it from home too. A lot of people like it. I really don't like it. I like to be in person. I like to interact with people. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Zoom has, and, and all this virtual has changed our industry in general. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many, you're right. So many people like to work from home now. So mm-hmm. it really changed. There's more people that are able to do the job too, right? Like mm-hmm. exactly. You have more competition. Um, but it is, it's, a, I agree. It's a struggle. So I'm assuming that since, so you couldn't do QVC anymore. And then a lot of the segments probably got cut too. 
A lot of them did. I was supposed to go to California that didn't, that didn't go through uh, for a couple of shows out there. And then, you know, so that stopped, but then I started doing the local stuff again. And that's what I tell people. I'm like, the more local you can do, the better. Yeah. And it, and it, it gives you practice too, you know? So, so let's (laughs) see. Okay. So how do you not get flustered on air? Like if something goes wrong, you just have to keep going because let me tell you, there's, (laughs) there's, there's anchors on there. I'm not going to mention any names, but they will put you on the spot and you better get ready to roll with it. You just go with it, you know? Um, but you just have to be, you have to have fun. You know, if you're embarrassing experience then, like if there's uh, one time you could pick that was just like, (laughs) this is the, I know what one of my worst (laughs) residency experiences was. So Oh my goodness. So it was a segment we were doing on pumpkins and this worked out beautifully at home. I had the crown, like the crayons on top of the pumpkin and it was supposed to melt and everything at home was beautiful. It melted. Everything was beautiful. I get to the, to the studio, I'm in the green room and it's, it's melting. And then I get into the studio and the studio is like freezing and we're sitting there and it will not melt. (laughs) It will not melt. It's not melting. And then, I mean, you just look like a fool pretty much. And I'm like, it works. I'm telling you, it works. That's when you Um, pull out the one that's already done from behind the counter, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, this is what it's supposed to look like. Um, But yeah, and then like just, you know, I've done like when I do recipes sometimes, this one was like years back that I did. And you just repeat this. I repeated the same like ingredients, you know, and it's just, I don't know. You just have to go with it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I I get it. I I can, I could go on and I have a lot of those too, but oh yeah. So I I don't know that I would be able to move on. I think I would just have to like either make a joke out of it or Mm -hmm. something like that. That would be, cause I, I, that's the question I get a lot is, you know, when I do presentations or that kind of thing, what happens when you mess up? Well, Mm -hmm. mess up. like we're human, (laughs) but I just make a joke out of it. I think if I can laugh at myself, then Exactly. And we're human. Everybody, I mean, we're not perfect, you know, and when you're doing live tapings, it's a little hard because it's happening live and you just have to keep going. You can't just freeze and start crying in the middle of the TV, right. you know? <laughs> so did that change the way you did things at all? Like, did you, do you do no, things differently because I, of it? No. Okay. No, I, still, I still, you know, I do things that I know are actually going to, depending on the studio that I'm at. Uh, If I know that something's not going to be able to melt, I'm not going to try that, you know, Um, but it is, you're taking a risk every time you go on air, especially live. So anything could happen. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So I want to make sure that we get in and we have like 25 minutes, 26 minutes. I want to talk about family and life balance. And we were just talking a little bit about this before. Um, And I could use some help. Like I said, with the recipe that Mm -hmm. to me goes from like not breakfast, lunch and dinner, but it's like meal prep city. Like, like meaning, meaning I can do one meal and maybe make my lunches for the next, for the week and dinners for him, leftovers and something, something really, really straightforward. It doesn't have to be like tacos per se, but something that I can do that actually would taste good. That would look like I can cook. Right. Well, a lot of it, uh, to, well, with you, you're dairy free, but, All right, we'll we, we, that but listen to this. So we live in a world now where we have access to everything. So you can make anything, even though you're dairy free or you're yeah. gluten free, you can make anything, you know, 
Um, for me, one of my go-tos that you can eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a frittata. I mean, oh. that, and you can add like any kind of vegetable in there. You can add ham in there. You can add like anything. And that will work as breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it always looks so nice. I actually did one on Home and Family. It was a zucchini corn frittata. Okay. And it's delicious. It was seasonal. Um, but that's something that I like because it just, it goes to the next day. You know what I mean? So frittata is just a fried egg, right? So it's a, it's like, well, it's, it's almost like an egg like pie. Can. Yeah. yeah okay. It looks like a pie, you know? Um, but also like too, with spaghetti, if you have leftover spaghetti, you pour some egg in that, put it in the oven and you have like a spaghetti pie, you know? Um, chili is always a go-to for me because okay. I feel like that turns into like a sloppy Joe for the next day. Um, so just stuff like that. I mean, I, I think we think about it too much. Sometimes I think things can be really simple. <laughs> like we've had breakfast for dinner sometimes. Oh yeah. You know, I'm famous. So, yeah. <laughs> I am. I am. I, and I'm not even a cereal person, but like, I can't, there's some days where I'm just like, you know, what? <laughs> just, just get a bowl of cereal and we'll make some waffles. And yeah, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, we have to have food like constantly that we make. And, you know, we don't need to do that. Just make, make our lives easier in certain ways. You know, so what do you struggle with? Like if you, if you're trying to get your day going and you, you know, where's your struggle? I struggle with cooking, but obviously you, I'm assuming you meal prep, right? Like, no, no, <laughs> no, not really. I'm not well, well, every night. I, I, every night I cook and I'm always like, okay, what are we doing for dinner guys? And I make everybody try to think with me. Um, like, what do you guys want? And my husband always says that I give everybody too many options in this household. <laughs> He's like, why don't you just make whatever you want? And we all have to eat it. Remember when you were growing up and I'm like, yeah, that's true. But I like my kids to be involved in what they want to eat, you know? And everybody usually settles, you know, on something. Um, but I do struggle. It's just, you know, being a mom and working from home. It's, it's tough, you know, just trying to keep up with my stuff, which is constantly on the computer, constantly on the phone. And they're like, what are you doing on the phone? I'm like, I'm working like, you know, so it's tough. Yeah. Like I can hear the elephants above my head in my room right now, because I'm sure I have the neighborhood kids in my house. And my ring is going off while we're oh airing. So, so. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You know, this yeah. is life. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you how you feel about your nickname. So how do you feel about Philadelphia's Rachel Ray? Like, realistically, is that, do you feel, find that's a compliment? Are you, do you feel like you're your own person? And then that kind of. I mean, when I first heard it, it was a huge compliment because right. she is one of the people, you know, that. She, she works hard. She worked hard. She works hard. She has so many different lines of different yeah. things. So to be compared to someone like her, oh my gosh, it's amazing. But I am my own person. And so is she. And this, it's funny because that was an interview that somebody did with me a couple years back and it stuck, Doc, yeah. you know, you know, so everywhere that I go, like if I did like a segment in LA, people are like, Philadelphia is Rachel Ray. And I'm like, oh my God. So it, I mean, it's nice, but at the same time, She's Rachel Ray. I'm Roberta. Like, you know, we're two separate people, but I do admire her with, for her work ethic for sure. So. Well, that actually brings me to Max. So if you had to pick your food, um, gods or goddesses, like who do you idolize? Who do you look up to? Okay. So, so other than my dad, because my dad's my right. number one, you know, 
Uh, I would have to say he, his name is Jacques Pepin. And I know a lot of people that are out there might remember PBS on the weekends. Oh. He used to cook with Julia Child. Now he has his own. I mean, he's had his own show and books forever. He's an amazing French chef. And I actually am super excited because in November, I'm going to be part of one of his cookbook series, one of the chefs. So I am beyond. He's one of my favorite. Yeah. He's one of my all time favorite chefs. He's still somebody that I want to (laughs) meet. All right. So if my broadcast reaches that far, we'll see. I know. Um, I actually do remember the show because my mom watched cooking shows all the time when I was a Mm -hmm. kid. I do remember that show and I do remember Mm him. Mm -hmm. Um, And his thick French accent. Yep. Um, Yep. I definitely remember. Oh, that's interesting. So does he yeah. have a, one of his recipes that you like to cook? Um, no, the thing is, what, what, I love, what I loved about him is that he would take things, leftovers, and he would always turn it into something, you know? And he always loved the butter, and he would always treat you, he would always teach you techniques, you know, things that you, you're not typically used to doing as a home cook or whatever, he would teach you certain things. That's so, okay. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you about your travels because I'm, okay. I'm a travel girl. That's my, I mean, if you, if you cook, if I could travel for my life. So if I was going to switch careers, I'd probably be a travel blogger. I don't know. Yeah. Travel writer or something. I'm not the best writer, but I would, I'm obsessed with traveling. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So you write a lot about travel in your blog. I do. I, I, I do. Going through that. It started too because of food, like traveling and I would post about foods and I would post about eating at the restaurant at the hotel or, you know, the resort that we're at. And then it just became like this thing where people are like, well, how is the resort? Is the resort family friendly? And so from there, I just started writing about our travels Um, because, you know, we have, we're a family of four, you know? (laughs) Yes. And that's something I didn't say in the beginning, guys. She has two kids. How old are your kids? Uh, my son's 11. My daughter's going to be 13 in October. Oh, yes. So we have kind of matching ages. So yeah. you're in the, the teenage, angsty, adolescent-y horrors right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For so, sure. <laughs> what, what's your favorite place to go? What, if you had to pick a country or a place, it doesn't even have to be too far in if you don't want to. Right. So my, I mean, obviously Brazil, Brazil's beautiful. Um, but I would say St. Croix, like I was telling you at the beginning, I cannot wait to go back. It is so beautiful and it's not like a touristy kind of town. It's very like, you know, there's so much history there, which is really, really, um, interesting to me. And the food, you know, I, we went to the restaurant on the resort and the people are just so laid back and here in America, we're so like, let's eat, let's eat. We got to go. We got to go. You know? There, it's like, it takes a while for your food to come out. And the woman would come out and be like, just relax, enjoy your drinks. Because everything there is island life. Island time, yeah. Yeah. So I just, it was different for me. And I love that, you know. And I'm also a Disney person. I know really? a lot of people are, I love that Disney. That so surprises me, to be honest. <laughs> I love Disney. I would go tomorrow if I could. All right, Michelle, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm my cousin, Jay. Really- go with Roberta. Cause she's going to go back. <laughs> no, oh my God. I love it. I love but, it. We've been, been taking my kids now every, for the past like five years. And my husband's like, we have to go back next year. I'm like, yes, we're going to go probably because you know, there's new rides and stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Are you, um, do you, the food, like you're okay with the food? Um, well, Epcot has pretty good food. You yeah. know, when you go around the different worlds and stuff, I mean, it's not amazing, but it's not, too bad. You know, I, I tend to go eat 
in the Orlando area, like a lot of like Latin and Cuban food down there, which is really good. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to check that out. I, I ate it and I can't remember what it's called. It was like almost like an old speakeasy. Um, last time I was there, that was a really good actually, but I'm always disappointed by food. So now I'm going to have to go back and, and try to get some, although we went for the food and wine festival in Epcot two years ago. And actually it was very good. Yeah. Epcot's um, not bad for, for a theme park, but you know, it is a fortune. It is. But you're there, you're, you're there to, you're in a magical place. That's what I say. <laughs> so where in Brazil have you been? So down south, well, my aunt is from Sao Paulo, which is okay. the northern part of Brazil almost. Yep. Um, and then my family is down south, which is Santa Catarina, okay. which um, gets colder than the north. Um, I was born in Curitiba. I wasn't even born here. Okay. My parents came here when I was uh, like a little less than a year old, but I am a Northeast Philly girl through and through. Um, cause I was raised here, you know, so Philly's my number one home. So okay. where did you, yeah. Northeast did you grow up? Ronhurst section. Oh, okay. What, so, yeah. what school? so I went to Washington. Washington. Yeah. That's where my yeah. mom went actually. Yeah. My, it changed a lot after I left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. It changed. I mean, and yeah. my parents owned a Jewish uh, kosher butcher shop actually. So the fact that I don't know how to cook, my grandmother actually was one of the first prepared cooks, chefs in the Northeast Philly area and would sell like her prepared foods. Oh my and goodness. I know. And I just did not. And I'm very much <gasps> like her. <laughs> I'm very much like her, but I just did not catch that gene. I don't that know. gene of cooking. I have the business gene, the part of it, like to like, you know, start up business and all mm-hmm. that, stuff, but the cooking part of it. I have all That's- her recipes. Um, and you just, you should try it. I have, like, no, I have, I've done the, I've done the Jewish holidays. I've, I've, and again, I have made attempts, like even actually during COVID, I bought all kinds of, I tried some Asian food stuff mm-hmm. and I made, um, latkes last year. So mm-hmm. like I have, I've tried and I'm not terrible. I just, I hate cleaning up and I don't have, <laughs> right. Well, there's now, a trick like, to that. Solo. Well, right. My kids aren't going to do it. Yeah. I mean, they well, the thing like, is, you cook as you go and buy plastic and paper plates so you don't have to worry about all that. Right. You know, Nobody, don't send me any environmental notices, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Paper, paper, paper plates. So plates. I get it. I get it. Um, okay. So let's see. So, how about your favorite restaurant locally? I have so many. Oh, Everybody, I mean, so many, so many people put me on the spot with this and I just, I, mean, I don't worry, know. We're not getting anything out of this guys. So this, you know, yeah, I don't want no, to right. interested. Well, okay. So I'm going to keep it local to where I am in Bucks County. Okay. Like we are, um, gurus, Indian oh, in Newtown. Okay. You know, uh, I've not been there, believe it or not. So I work right across the street. It's really good. And then Lily's Indian. I'm going to give you guys like a little breakdown. Indian in Jenkintown. Okay. Uh, that's Montgomery County though, but yeah. they're really good. Uh, and then um, in Warminster, there's a place called uh, La Voglia, which is Italian. Oh, unbelievable Italian food. They're really, really good. La Ar- yeah. Ardana up in Warrington is fantastic. So I have my local favorites that I like to go to. I have a Latin place around here too, Andale, which is fantastic. So I try to support my local businesses, small businesses, you know, because we have so many chains, but you should always find those little corner places. You would be surprised at how good those places are. So have you ever thought about opening your own? Yes, I've been asked that before too. I've actually had people come to me and going, uh, I'll go in on it with you or I'll give you the money, open it. <laughs> and my thing is I never say never, right? 
but I don't think I would do it because I feel like it's such a huge commitment that you have to be there 24 seven because that is your name on the line and that's your food that's being prepared. So you have to trust that person like beyond. So I don't, I don't, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) What about like a prepared food service? I've had people say that too. Homemade delish. Somebody actually, a friend of mine. Perfect. I know. I was like, maybe, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we'll not out there. No, I, could be, I would order it. <laughs> I, I, I have people in mind. They're like, come on, just do that. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, like, like I said, I would be, I'd be your first customer because there's days where I just don't, you know, I don't Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to, so if you, did you do any experimenting with your foods during COVID? Were you, uh, did you try new stuff? Not really. Um, we just started, my husband and I started doing lives together. So we started cooking in the kitchen, but we also used to do like a little live sit down on the table and just chat with people. But he was in the kitchen doing lives with me. So we used to call it uh, big eats, small kitchen. Cause my kitchen's so small. This house is his great, great, great grandmother's house. So oh, wow. we're still renovating a lot of it. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do. So there's a lot of planning still going on. Um, but yeah, we, we started cooking together. So he was like my sous chef and everybody loved that because, you know, he was learning certain things and it was hysterical. And, <laughs> and just for the, our audience, what does he do? He's an author. Okay. So he yeah. just came down and you would teach him stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And he's always there helping me prep. So he's, like I said, he's my sous chef. So I'm like, cut this, do the, and you know, he's always helping. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe there's a future career in that. I know, right? <laughs> little teaching school. Mm-hmm. Go down to Newtown. All right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to figure out your career for you. All right. So I'm going to ask you. Oh, so let me, you kind of gave one earlier, but I'm going to ask you this again. A leftover hack. So something, you know, I actually always have left. I throw out a lot of leftovers because my family typically doesn't like leftovers. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you like to do with leftovers so that it's not the same meal, right? You know, like, let's just say you have like, I don't know, roasted chicken in the fridge or meatloaf sitting in the fridge or something. You know what I mean? Is there meat? Yeah. I mean, like, for example, like meatloaf, you can make a meatloaf sandwich, which a lot of people are like meatloaf sandwich. Yes, it's fantastic. Put some cheese on that. Like, it's great. Uh, You can even put a little bit extra like marinara, put some cheese on that and put it in the broiler, let it melt with the with the bread and it becomes nice and crispy. Nobody's even going to know. Um, with chicken it, that you can go any, anywhere with that, with chicken. I mean, you can add it to pasta, you can add it to tacos. Like we said, a favorite of ours that we do is when we have leftover pizza. Hmm. I turn it into a grilled cheese. Oh, so I take the two slices. I put them one on top of the other, slice them in little triangles or whatever. I mean, they're not, you know, all the, the, the shapes are all different. Right. So, but you put it on, on the little griddle and it actually gets it nice and crispy and the cheese all melty. So, you know, you're not getting like microwave heated pizza the next day. And my kids love when I make that, I put a little bit of extra oregano in there. They, are, they love when we have leftover pizza. That's actually a good one. I might try that one. That would be, yeah. help it be healthier, but it still helps somebody get, figure out something to eat. Yeah, Definitely. exactly. Do so you use like a panini maker or just like a grilled cheese press? Mm-hmm. Yep. You can use any of that. Um, but as long as it's just getting pressed down, it's perfect. It comes out, like I said, like a grilled cheese. Okay. 
So I'm going to talk about photography for a little bit. So what is your, and then I'm going to talk about wine because that's a really important one to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe we even had such a yes, I know. We've got time in it. So, <laughs> so a photography and crafts. So if you, mm-hmm. you love photography, what's your favorite thing to photograph? Well, food. Yeah. Um, I love food. You know, when I first started, like when I was doing photography, it was obviously nature, anything okay. with nature. But now with food, I feel like we eat with our eyes first. Okay. So if something doesn't look appeasing, I don't really know if I want to eat that. But if something looks good, you know, we kind of want to go and try it. Not, not saying necessarily it's going to taste good, but, you know, we eat with our eyes first. So right. I just like making my dishes very colorful. So when I go to take the picture, it stands out um, and everything with natural lighting, too. You know, okay. so yeah, it's funny. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you know Peter Breslow, but yeah, they do so much. I ama- there's so many amazing food photography pieces mm-hmm. and I'm always looking at them and saying, wow, that looks really good. <laughs> like even with his cell phone, you know, just taking a picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I never, because re- I, I like doing art. I was an art major in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, I realized it wasn't my career. <laughs> um, I was told the same thing that basically I didn't like being told how to draw and paint. So if I didn't want to do graphic work, then I wasn't going to make any money. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I have a similar story to you where I switched to biology, but I always think looking at pictures of food, I'm like, wow, that really has good, mm-hmm. you know, color, contrast. Yeah, everything. for sure. Okay. And that's what I mean, like with the crafts too, because I do like DIY and lifestyle things. Right. I think that's all part of art, you know, like food, foods, art and crafting things. I just, I love doing that too. So So I think everything goes everything to make. Um, I don't know that I looked through that part of your, I mean, it just varies on segments because I've done segments with crafting things, Um, you know, like bouquets or like crafts for the kids, like for Halloween or, you know, for Thanksgiving, uh, like baskets and and stuff like that, you know, food's obviously number one, but you know, just, you got to think outside of the box sometimes a little bit, especially in the career that I'm in, because it's not just always going to be food. You know, they want more from you when you're doing TV. So you have to make sure that you have something else to fall back on. Right. Like it's more like a lifestyle segment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So wine. Oh my gosh. My favorite. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm, I I am too. I'm a big, I used to be a big red wine drinker, but I've gradually actually migrated to whites. Um, more for my stomach than any other reason, mm-hmm. but, um, all right. So tell me your favorite wine pairing. Like what so do you wine pairings? Oh my gosh. For me, it would have to be a cheese board with wine. Like, okay. I don't know if you've seen like oh, all the yeah. cheese boards and charcuterie boards. They're literally one of my go-to too during the week with my kids. We'll make big charcuterie boards. You know, um, I just, I love it with wine. I, there's something about like, you know, if I have like a fig jam with, uh, with cheese or honey with cheese, it's just, I don't know, that sweet and salty combo with, with the wine. I, it just works amazing. Um, but I also like fish with white wine, um, lamb chops with red wine. So, it, I mean, it varies, but like, what's that? You have a brand that you like? like I do. So the one, <laughs> so the one place uh, is in Cape May. It's called Turtle Vineyards. Okay. Um, they're an Italian uh, winery and they are out of this world. So if you're ever in Cape May, they have fantastic Italian wine. They actually brought their grapes over from Italy. Um, and something about the Jersey soil there, it, it grows amazing. Like their wine is fantastic, which is local. 
Um, but yeah, there's so many, I mean, there's so much wine out there that's so good. You know, do you have a favorite? (laughs) Oh, I used to. And now of course the name is going to blank out. It used to be called, and it's going to, I'll think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a Malbec. It's, it's, it's Mm -hmm. called the Sophia, but I can't remember the name of the company right now, but Mm -hmm. it's super hard to find. I haven't Mm -hmm. been able to find it in a while. Um, but it's a, it's a blend. It's, it's New Zealand brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it and it was so good, but I haven't yeah. had it in a long time. I actually, I honestly lately have been drinking Proseccos mm-hmm. um, and just trying different Prosecco because mm-hmm. like I said, the red wine hasn't been sitting so well in my stomach lately. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe it's the tannins in it and, and stuff like that. I can't do white wine. White wine gives me a massive headache yep. if I drink too much of it. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've kind of, listen, I'll, I'll do a, a gin and tonic any day of the week, but I'll do, I'm a big cucumber gin fan. So give me some Hendrix and, and some tonic and I'm good. That's but, so funny. Yeah. That's my, my drink of choice, but yeah. I do love wine. I lo- and I actually had a cheese board on whatever night that was Saturday night when I was out mm-hmm. West. So yeah, went so to a good. place and had, um, had some white wine and a cheese board and it was wonderful. It's just, it's so, I don't know what it is. It's just, it just works so well together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, as a mom, we need our mommy juice. Yes, we so. do. For sure. And I'm a bourbon girl too. So oh, I love okay. bourbon. Yeah. Bourbon on the rocks. I love bourbon. You need bourbon. to come to my fireplace because there you go. my husband has probably 50 bottles. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or more, to be honest, of all rare bourbons. I mean, it is bourbon in my house guys but <laughs> it's, um, it's pretty impressive so yes yeah, so come over and have a drink we'll yeah for sure well, he does tastings every once in a while so oh there you go I'll bring the I'll bring the charcuterie board there you go and you guys you know have the alcohol <laughs> I, I mean, listen I'll give up his, his I don't drink it that much so I'll give up his it's fine <laughs> so right with that. <laughs> oh goodness all right so um, we have a couple minutes left so I'm going to ask you what's next What's next for you? Um, I don't know exactly okay. yet. I do have a couple things in the works, but it all varies on what we're going to be able to do with all this right now. You know, um, I think it's just a day-to-day kind of thing. Um, I am going to try, I think, a cookbook. You know, I did okay. have like a, I did have like a demo cookbook that I had that had pairings and stuff like that, that when I did festivals, people could purchase. So that did pretty well. So I might go with that route and just like make a bigger, bigger one. Okay. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, you could do like an, a virtual cookbook where people log in to see your stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It goes live. Yeah. Okay. So let's, I, just for the viewers, because I think um, a lot of people, I, we didn't really touch on what shows you've been on, kind of what, what you've done in the past. So you've done QVC. Mm-hmm. Rachel Ray. Ray. Dr. Oz. Oh, Dr. Oz. That's right. <laughs> um, Home and Family for the Hallmark Channel. Okay. So then Fox 29, PHL okay. 17, NBC 10. I'm trying to think. I know I'm missing stuff. That's all right. I know I posted up on Instagram too on your little thing. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm missing some. I did stuff for the Food Network Today Show, um, stuff like that. I'm trying to think of other ones. It's like when you try to go down the list, you're like, I know, I know I'm forgetting some. That's awesome. But it's, yeah, it's so commendable. Honestly, it's such a great, I mean, listen, you're like living your passion. It, to me, yes. that's like inspirational. And that's why I wanted you to come on because I feel like, you know, we have a female race car driver coming on. We have a guy who was rags to riches, basically became a model. And, you know, I think for everybody out there, yes, we're at home and yes, things are different or maybe we're virtual, 
mm-hmm. it gives you an opportunity to maybe go in a direction that you wouldn't have gone before. For sure. For sure. Yes. yes. So, but thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, I mean, you're just an inspiration just as much. My goodness. Right. Running like a company and doing all this stuff. It's amazing. You know, women supporting women. I love that. Always. Yes. And we're going to have know? to do a cooking segment. So my plans. Are to do- <laughs> <laughs> Let's so do a live. Pro- I'm going to promise the viewers we'll do a live on Facebook. So we'll do okay. like some kind of cooking, whatever. Maybe we'll and just- you're going to follow everything that I do. You're going to do. I will. Okay. <laughs> you just have to help me get the groceries. You have to like Instacart at first because there's yes. no chance of me going to the grocery store. <laughs> so <laughs> we need to Instacart it, get oh, the door so And then, For sure. yeah, and then we'll be good. And I promise we'll do that. Okay. Um, we'll have our drinks. We're going to do our bourbon and maybe we'll even put that online, except the husbands aren't going to be, my husband won't be happy about it, but we can just film yours. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> he won't be happy about it, but we'll make it happen. Yeah. And um, was, there was another thing I was going to say. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but um, I think the last thing I want to ask you, because I think we have like, well, at least according to my clock a minute, it looks like we maybe have a little bit more, is um, what is your favorite meal? I asked you about your kids. What's your favorite meal to eat? Because I My favorite meal. I love anything with pasta. I'm such, I'm such a pasta girl. Like anything with pasta, I'll eat. Um, I don't know. I would have to say... I know this is weird. I know this is really weird, but to me, it would probably be Sunday gravy like that. My grandma used to make like, you know, with like the sausage and the short ribs and the meatballs and the sauce is sitting all day long. So when you go to eat it, everything's like falling apart. And yeah, that's probably my go-to with the glass of red wine. (laughs) So yeah, that's my go-to. That's definitely something. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to try something like that now, now that you're saying that's a little good leftover. It is. Oh my gosh. The longer it sits, the better. It's so fantastic. All right, guys. Well, we have a minute, so I'm going to close it up. So we're going to do all those things live. I promise we will make it happen. And you guys can follow Roberta on um, Homemade Delish, right? Yep. Or at Homemade Delish on Instagram. Yep. And on Facebook. Yep. 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 And Instagram TV is the same. Homemade delivery. Is this everything's there? Yep. Yeah. So perfect. when you're when you're on Instagram, just put my name down. You'll find everything there. Yay! And then you can also follow me on mydrlaurie.com or Dr. Lori Gerber or Lori Gerber Do on Instagram. Any of those things. Um, and like I said, I will promise to bring her back for some live <laughs> some fun stuff and more inspirational talk. So have a great night, everybody. And on that note, I'm going to sign out. This is Dr. Lori Gerber from Anti Aging Unraveled. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Anti-Aging Unraveled. Be sure to join Dr. Lori Gerber again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week and keep you aging gracefully.